Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 26 of Aussie Talks. In today's episode, we're going to be doing a quick review of the third Ashes Test, looking at the fourth Ashes Test and the return of the 60-second rant in regards to the Commonwealth Games being cancelled in Victoria. So let's get straight into it right now. Smashed through the offside. Chris Wokes nails it for four. And two lads that England brought into the side. So just over a week ago, Australia lost the third test to England in what was another stunning test match. And regardless of your thoughts on both teams, it's been a stunning Ashes series thus far. And hopefully the fourth and fifth test uh, continue this trend and it'll be remembered as one of the better or one of the best Ashes series uh, with results, win and loss being, and even the tie, uh, even being in consideration for every test we've got so far. So look, England deserved to win. I don't think there's any doubt around that. I think every article that you would have uh, read over the last week saying that England were the better team and they 100% were. Uh, I just think it was the worst hour of uh, managed cricket I've seen in a very long time. Uh, Pat Cummins, I I don't understand why they still think a bowling captain works. Uh, The bloke is an absolute superstar of a bowler. Uh, When you look in the best Australian team since 2000, Look, in terms of the fast bowlers, you got McGrath, you got Johnson, and then I reckon you you got Pat Cummins. I reckon he, he's right up there. He's probably one of the better bowlers in the world. Um, you know, he's done it with the bat. He's an extraordinary player, but he is not a good strategical captain. And the same with Andrew McDonald as a coach. You know, his record at the moment with wins and losses is really solid, um, but it's been the talent of Australia that's bailed them out. And if we continue on this strategy, I see no reason why England can't turn this around into a 3-2 result. Bowling short to the tail uh, on a ground that's like the size of Surple's primary school just doesn't make any sense. You know, Mark Wood on day one, that 24 runs won them the game. 24 off about like five balls or something. He hit, you know, six sixes or five sixes or whatever the hell he did and they were just absolutely rubbish balls so I don't understand bowling short to the tail when the boundaries are 55 metres um, you know we, we didn't pitch it up you know all this analytics and stuff the fact is if you put the ball on the stump they have to hit the ball but otherwise you know it hits the stumps that's, that's kind of how this stuff sort of works um, and we kept bowling short again even in the second innings when they you know the tail wagged so much in the first innings that it cost us the game so Look, that was the first innings. Stokes batted well, but we dropped him twice, and that Mark Wood twenty-four off five or six balls or whatever the hell it was cost us. Second innings. Look, we didn't have enough runs on the board, plain and simple. England bowled well. Um, we didn't bat well. Marnus and Smith had, had absolute shockers, and Marnus um, will be looking in this fourth test to make a real impact. But I don't understand the strategy. Mitchell Stark bowled absolutely beautifully in the second innings. It was vintage Stark. It's something that he has done in the past to win us games of cricket. He got that four, He got that six wicket of Johnny Bairstow. Uh, they still needed 80 runs to win England. So we were on top of the game, I would say, at that point. Took him off for a, for a rest, fair enough. He bowled five, six overs. Cummins didn't, break, didn't bring him back on until there was 20 runs to work with. They still were four wickets down. I just don't understand it whatsoever. Look, bring him, have give him a few overs off, but to, to bowl yourself when you weren't bowling well, you bowled great in the first innings, Cummins. You did not bowl well in the second innings. Didn't deserve to keep bowling. You did. You know, you went to spin way too late. Todd Murphy, yeah, good luck, young fella. Give two batsmen that are in, you know, 30, 30 runs to win to work with, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll throw you the ball for the first time for the whole innings. It doesn't make any sort of sense. I don't know what Todd Murphy's done to Pat Cummins, but even in India, he barely bowled him, and he was like probably our best bowler for, for 
two and a half tests. So I, I don't understand that, and I'm not surprised that they've dropped him for the the fourth test. I think it's very ill-advised to not go in with a spinner, um, but time will tell, especially with Cam Green. They're picking him based off potential, and the guy's going to be a gun, but the thing is he has not been a gun uh, with his batting or bowling so far in his test career. He's taken one fifer. Uh, he might have made 100 in India, or he's made a couple of 50s here or there. I just don't think uh, he's as good at the moment as uh, the Australian team think he is, but he will be down the track. Um, so all, all pace attack for the fourth test. I'm not surprised with the way that they treated Todd Murphy and giving him the ball uh, with 30 runs to work with uh, when they when two batsmen were in. So, look, I, I didn't understand the strategy in the third test. That's why we lost. And if we continue with this short ball strategy, uh, especially to the tail, it will cost us test matches and it could cost us either winning or even retaining the Ashes uh, if it continues like this. But we shall see. The hero of the uh, third test for Australia, if you will, was Mitchell Marsh. What a man, you know. I'm guilty of it. I thought he was a genuine spud for about 10 years, to be honest. He kept getting uh, games in the test side. I remember 2017 Ashes or something like that. He got booed. He got booed for bowling uh, by the MCG crowd, and everyone was like, what the hell? Is it? Well, since when do we boo our own? But as he kept getting opportunities, he did nothing with him, with him. But he bowled well. He was one of our better bowlers. I'm surprised Cummins didn't bowl him down the stretch as well in that in that second inning. He's actually getting a bit of swing um, from a bloke who hasn't bowled in, in first-class cricket since, like, 2021. He batted brilliantly. Uh, the big bison, you know, He's won over Australia. He won him over in the T20 World Cup, and he's done it here in test matches, and I could not be happier for him. And I'm glad that he's retained his spot. If he was to get dropped and Cam Green was to come in as a straight swap, uh, it would just show that Australian cricket is a boys' club, and it doesn't matter how good you are. You just need to uh, know people. But either way, uh, it's a loss for Australia. And the fourth test, well, it looks like it's going to rain for five days. So we could retain the ashes that way. It's not the way you want to do it. Uh, but either way, it means England are going to come out and try and smash everything. So they're keeping Mo and Ali at three. When he walked out to bat on that fourth day, I started killing myself laughing. And the fact that he lasted about 11 balls completely sums it up. The guy, I don't want to say he's the worst test match player but he's the worst test match player to play over 50 tests. I reckon there's that, that's, a, that's a weird club to be in. You can't play more than 50 tests and be rubbish, but Mo and Ali is that. You know, uh, he, he hasn't done anything good for about five years. I don't know how he keeps getting a spot in the team. He can't bat. You know, his bowling was a bit better this test, but he can't bowl. He can't catch. You know, he can't field. He can't do, any, he can't do anything. So... Uh, he's the worst player to play over 50 test matches. And that being said, he'll probably make 105 for and it'll look like a genuine spud. But I think my prediction of a 3-1 Australian win uh, is still looking okay. I, I may have said 5-0 at the back end of last podcast, and that might have put a jinx on the Australian team. So I'm going to stick with 3-1. Uh, at worst, it'll be... It'll be uh, yeah, at worst, it'll be 2-2 just because I think this this test will rain out uh, and I don't think we'll get a result. But we shall see what happens. So in review, the worst managed hour of cricket from Pat Cummins, great player, not a good captain, not a strategical captain. Andrew McDonald, not a strategical coach. Forget your analytics and just bowl at the bloody stumps. And uh, Mitch Marsh, superhero. Todd Murphy, I don't know what he's done wrong. Great, terrible for his confidence. Mitch Stark, keep bowling him. And... Uh, yeah, all-out pace attack for the first time since 2012. We shall see when it gets underway in just under two hours when this podcast is being recorded. So beat these bloody poms. Forget the goodness, forget the good of the series. Just bloody beat them. 
So I want to return to a segment that is not cricket for all you non-cricket lovers out there. I'm sure you'd be happy with this. So it is time for my 60-second rant. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Now, I was in the car yesterday on the way uh, on the way to the shops, and uh, I hear this over the radio on, on, on SEN. Appropriately and adequately fund these games. In terms of uh, where we go to from here, the uh, games will not proceed uh, in Victoria in 2026. So, yeah, as you can hear there, the Commonwealth Games that were meant to be held in regional Victoria uh, in 2026 have been called off. Didn't even know you could just do that, just completely call off a game that is done by all the countries in the Commonwealth, which is a, a sizable majority, or a sizable amount rather, of the world. So it's been a while since I've had my 60 second rant, so I'm going to put 60 seconds up on the clock here. It's been a while since we've spoken about this particular individual, and it's been a while since we've spoken about politics. So three, two, one, let's get underway. Now, how the hell can you be four and a half billion, not million, billion dollars off with the budget estimate. How the hell can these people still be in charge if they thought it was going to cost two and a half billion dollars to set up the Commonwealth Games when it costs six or seven billion dollars? So it's either one or two things. One, Dan Andrews is lying about how much it costs to hold the Commonwealth Games, which, you know, he's lied about pretty much everything he's been in office for. So six or seven billion dollars, it probably doesn't cost that much. Secondly, two and a half billion dollars. Let's say it does cost that six or seven billion dollars. How the hell can you be four billion dollars off? The whole Treasury Department and Sporting Department should be fired because of that plain and simple. This has completely ruined the idea of Victoria being the sporting capital of Australia and even the people that think it's the sporting capital of the world. We can't even get a com game set up because we want to build two Olympic-sized swimming pools that would cost hundreds of hundreds of million dollars each. Why the hell do you need two Olympic-sized swimming pools when you've got bloody eight swimming events or something like that? So that's the 60-second rant done. This guy has ruined the reputation of Victoria as a state. And the fact that he got re-elected last time just shows how many people in this state don't understand how voting actually works. And the fact that the Washington Post is writing about how much of an embarrassment this is for the state of Victoria just shows how much of a complete stuff-up this is from the dictator. So... Yeah, more of a, like a 90-second rant there, but had to get everything off my chest there. And, uh, yeah, we're off to Adelaide, I reckon. They're, they're starting to do a bit better than us with uh, getting sporting events up and running. And if you think Melbourne's ever going to get the Olympics under this clown, uh, you're dreaming. All right, that is the end of a shorter episode of Aussie Talk. Just trying a few things out with the uh, time and duration of these podcasts. So spoke a bit about the third test, a little bit about the fourth test of the Ashes, and also uh, the 60-second rant return. So I hope uh, some people agree with that. I also hope that pissed some people off, and that's all we're about here. I'm going to tell you my thoughts. I'm not going to uh, sugarcoat anything, and uh, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in, and I will see you next time on Aussie Talks, where hopefully we are celebrating a win for the Aussies in retaining the ashes at a bare minimum. So thanks for tuning in, and see you all next time.